Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons' YouTube channel. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. You'll get all of our content. That includes Dono Daily, which is daily, but also before floor, an hour before every heat game, and post up five hour as soon as the heat game ends. FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others on all of the South Florida teams. And check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network I actually ran into this guy down here tonight mark brown you got to reach out to markbrownpa.com that's m-a-r-c brownpa.com mark is your go-to if you need an estate plan and the reality is you need an estate plan especially if you're young with a family make sure that you reach out to mark he'll give you all the paperwork make it real easy for you and again he's a huge miami heat and miami dolphin fan too so you got something to talk about when you're filling out the paperwork but reach out to mark he's also got a, he's got a title company right there in house so if you've got any real estate that you're dealing with uh, for your estate he can handle that but also he can handle your closings on all your real estate deals whether you're buying or you're selling so reach out to mark it's m-a-r-c brownpa.com check out the website and mention five reasons when you contact him. And now, tonight's episode. And Pat, we trust, it's power to have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me. Not Alex, not Brady, not Ethan, but the coach, Sean Rochester, is with us um, to recap what was an interesting basketball game that I didn't actually get to watch every um, possession of, frankly. I've been traveling all day. Um, And the floor plan is we're going through this 115-105 victory that Miami um, had over Atlanta today. They took a 2-0 series lead. Jimmy Butler had maybe his best playoff game ever. Uh, I think it's hard, I guess, maybe with the context of some of those finals performances to maybe say ever, but it definitely was his highest scoring career high, 45 points, 15 of 25 from the field, hit four threes. I'm smashing the over on all the Jimmy uh, 0.53 pointers on prize picks. We'll talk about that later. Five rebounds, five assists. This was the Jimmy Butler game. Jimmy Butler announced to the NBA that, um, that the playoffs are here and he's, uh, you know, leading this team on a night that they really needed it. Um, so truthfully, because I was in the air and fumbling through airports to get where I am now, Sean, thank you for joining the program. Uh, 
I'd like to pick your brain about the first half specifically. Let's start there just because I think you probably had a better um, possession by possession vantage point than I did. Uh, just interested to hear what you saw, how they defended Trey early on. There was some physical stuff that took place. Some of the different rotation stuff, like it's particularly Duncan um, kind of getting shelved and, the, and just some of that stuff. I'm interested to hear your perspective as, that, as, it, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, I mean, starting off with Jimmy, that's obviously the, the story that's going to come out of this, the 45 points. Uh, I did see a tweet right before we started recording from Cooper Moorhead, so shout out to him. Uh, Dwayne and LeBron both did it once 45, five and five. Uh, but Jimmy had no turnovers tonight. He's the only one to do it that way. Um, and so third time in heat history, he was just great. He got to his spots. He seemed like he was always under control, uh, four or seven behind the arc. I don't know if, uh, <laughs> at some point we're going to have to categorize him as a playoff shooter or something. I don't know if he's been holding it back, but it, it just a great Jimmy game. And, um, you know, when you talked about the rotations, I, I think, I think the story behind that is it shows the control that Spo has on the roster. And then these guys are professionals. They bought in and, you know, Duncan Robinson was the story of last game, hit all those threes. Then he has seven minutes tonight. Some people that are maybe insecure about their roles might have problems with that. But I think it's, you know, if you're not playing well, if you're not shooting well, or the rotation changes because of defensive matchups, that's okay. And Spo has done a good job of, you know, he gave Caleb 17 tonight, played good minutes when we downsized when Bam was in foul trouble, gave Vincent 26 minutes, Tyler gets his usual 31, Debman had good minutes, 13 minutes. So I think it's it's credit to Spo for having the team locked in and, and making those changes, and obviously it, it affected the game in a positive way. Yeah, I'm glad you actually took it there because it, it – and not – I mean, on a night where Jimmy scores 45 – I'll be damned if we're going to have a podcast where, where we uh, complain. We're not doing any egocentric complaining on this episode, but I will say that, um, you know, there were moments in this game that, uh, that, that looked a little, you know, like the Hawks, they were fighting for their life essentially. And I think that it's a testament to this roster that they're showing that one night Duncan can be, the X factor and the next night he, you won't even see him and it'll be a whole nother cast of characters. And that, I guess on some teams, to your point, it could at times maybe make for uneven um, expectations by players, not knowing what they're going to be doing day to day, but with this particular team, and I don't know that we'll see a ton of them exactly like this. I think it actually is a total strength because each player knows that they could be compartmentalized. I always have to get all the syllables out of that and used in a specific scenario or specific situation, but not necessarily game over game. So to me, it's all positive. Um, I thought another thing to take from this, this is from uh, Alex on our off the floor thread that the Heat finished the game with a 95.2 half court offensive rating compared to the Hawks 91.9. Half court offense is something we've been talking about all year. Uh, the difference really was, though, in transition where the Heat were plus nine per 100 possessions as opposed to the Hawks were a minus three and a half. So um, just an interesting mix here. Uh, let's go through Jimmy's game specifically. Let's stay there. We're not going to, like, pick apart Bam. We're not doing that, listeners. I know that you all want me to, like, talk about Bam Adebayo's play. A game like this where they can overcome nine fouls from their starting front court, essentially, Um Two, if you tie in Max's, that makes 11 fouls in their starting front court. If Max is a front court player these days, I don't know how that works. To overcome that, um, Bam didn't look great. This was a Jimmy night. Um, what's up with this shooting? Like, 
I guess, is it just a hot streak, Sean? Or is this something where you think, uh, like, he's going to be able to be counted on for a three or, or a two or three, you know, one or two threes a game, which I think is just – we haven't thought we've thought of Jimmy as if he hits a three a week, we're happy. And now we're seeing him hit multiple threes in a game. And what else did you see from him offensively picking his spots, getting to the line? He was 11 of 12. So, I mean, he was just all over the place. Um, let's wax poetic about Jimmy Butler for a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, he was terrific. Uh, he, you know, and I think you look at it, he was the dominant player and he seized opportunities, especially in transition when the Hawks couldn't get their defense set. And the Hawks are not a good defensive team anyway. So when you get them in an unset situation in transition, he was able to get into lanes. He got to the basket very easily. He got a lot of and ones, it seemed like. He made his free throws, thankfully, uh, in this game, but he didn't do that in game one. He, he was terrific. And, you know, to your point about the BAM and Tyler, the first two games, they haven't been A or B games for those guys. You know, we expect more from them. But we also are 2-0 and o with not great games from those two. And so it's only looking up with them. And, you know, I think it's it's to the point that you made about other guys stepping up when you have a team that's this deep. Um, you know, you got other guys that can step in and, and fill it up or play their role. And, uh, you know, the shooting overall, you know, to Alex's point, you know, in, in game one, the Hawks offensive rating was, where is it at here? Hold on. 88.4 and game two, 106.2. They were second in the league at 116.3. So even when they played a little bit better, the pace was a little bit faster. Um, we both had around 97, 98 possessions in this game versus game one, it was 86, 85. So a little bit faster, which is probably not to our favor, but at the same time, you know, we, we did a good job in slowing them in transition. We both got up a lot of shots. They shot a lot more threes than they did in game one, but it's all in all two and oh, man, you got to be happy about that. For sure. I mean, the Hawks did get, uh, let's see here, seven, eight, eight more field goal attempts at the basket, four more threes, only shot 30% for a team that's second in the league in three-point shooting. Miami clocked in at 38.9%, which is ahead of where they were uh, season long, which was around 37.8 or something like that. And that had them first in the league. So they're shooting better than they did. That got them the first, uh, you know, the highest percentage throughout the uh regular season and Atlanta is kind of going in the opposite direction. So I think you're really calling it there. They were out rebounded by the Hawks uh, 40 to 34 that jumps off the page of me. Um, and then obviously they forced 19 turnovers to your point about getting out in transition. There were some key moments with Jimmy um, particularly in the second half where they just needed a bucket and he went to the basket and for better or worse, but tonight it was all better. Um, he got the job done. I think he was at around 22 and a half on prize picks. And I didn't play Jimmy Butler tonight, which I am really upset that I didn't uh, take advantage of the Jimmy Butler game. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about one of the great sponsors at Five Reasons Sports Network. And that is prizepicks.com. It is daily fantasy made easy. As easy as one, two, three. You literally pick your favorite stars like Jimmy Butler. Uh, prize picks will give you an over and under on their particular stats. So today it was, I think, 22.5, maybe 21.5, one of the two on Jimmy Butler. He smashed the over at 45 points tonight. Um, so that would have been one pick. If you chose the over, you'd get um, that pick correct. You put a few players together. Uh, and then watch them win. Essentially, if you, the more you pick correctly, the more you win, you can win up to 10 times your money. Uh, it is really fun. It's daily fantasy made easy. I play it all the time. 
Use the code five. This is the key. F I V E. That's going to double your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. Um, so that is a super uh, fun way to get involved, have some money to play with. You can mix sports too. So as you see some of these other sports, there's even NFL futures up there. Use the code five, get your initial deposit matched, go to prizepicks.com, download the app from your app store, uh, prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. And don't forget to use that code five. Um, there was a couple other heat props that I missed, but we're not going to uh, dive into all of the stuff I got wrong tonight. Let's talk about one, I guess I, I want to lean into how much Spo is trusting Gabe right now. Um, I'm getting text messages from the uh, off the floor feed. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That Eric Spolster said that um, they feel like they've had Gabe Vincent for 10 years. I feel like they've had Gabe Vincent for 10 years. He's been in the damn, um, in the pipeline, it feels like for that long. Um, but it, uh, he talked about Kyle putting his arms around Gabe from the moment he got here. Uh, talk about, I mean, Trey Young, 10 turnovers. Did he finish with 10? It was a 10 at last count. Um, bear with me. Yeah, 10 turnovers is yeah, where he 10. finished. Um, so talk about Gabe Vincent's game and uh, the point guard play overall. I thought Kyle had some moments where he was uh, getting under the skin of some individuals on the other team. Uh, so uh, let's break down the, the guard play. Actually, you can even lean into Tyler here as well. Yeah. You know, starting off with Trey, I think, you know, closing with Gabe, he did a really good job of, of contesting him without fouling, putting pressure on him. I really like what they've done. It's not necessarily a full court press, but just kind of zigzagging, turning Trey around, you know, making sure it's not a quick possession. You're starting the uh, possession with a shot clock a little bit deeper. Uh, you're allowing your defense to get set behind you. Um, and Gabe and Caleb do a great job of that because that's not an easy job. A guy like Trey Young, as quick as he is, as shifty as he is, and as good at drawing fouls as he is, uh, they did a great job with that. There was a possession at the end. Uh, it started off not looking so good. Gabe and uh, and Bam switched, and he got caught with Collins, and he fouled him on purpose, which was a smart foul. They weren't in the bonus. They took it out, and then Gabe did a great job of contesting Trey. I think we were only up three at that point when they kept cutting into it. And, and really did a good job of contesting and then getting out of the way so he didn't foul. Um, yeah, I mean, it, again, it goes to the trust that Spo has in his players. You know, he could have went PJ. PJ was kind of a little off today, a little maybe angry with the officials and what was going on. And, uh, you know, he leaned a different direction. Spruce can be a guy that can close if you need more offense. But I thought Gabe was doing a good job. He was under control. He was making good passes. He was playing good defense. Uh, so, so credit to him because, you know what I mean, he's really stepped up this season for us. Um, you know, the overall guard play, Kyle, you know, he just continues to do what he does. You know, he's a veteran point guard. He knows how to get guys in the right position. Um, you know, Tyler, as we said earlier, is, is not playing great. His, his shots not, are not necessarily falling like normal. Um, but at the same time, when you look at the end of the game, five of 11, 15 points, that's pretty darn good. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just that the expectations have risen for him. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the backcourt right now. And, uh, you know, if we can just get Bam going a little bit more and uh, we'll be firing all cylinders. 
the perfect segue because I think I saw the timeline as I got settled here in Dallas um, was freaking out about Bam. I think, uh, I mean, he's thinking too much. I think that we can say that with, I mean, in good conscience that I, there was just some of the careless turnovers as he's going to the basket, uh, dribbling the ball with his left hand, like making a quick move with the offhand, offhand um, to just like lose the ball off to the side was uncharacteristic of him. It makes me think that he is thinking through and plotting out where he wants to go. And that's never how Bam is going to play best. Um, I don't know if maybe this has to do with, uh, you know, just getting back in the swing of things with the COVID stuff. We heard he was asymptomatic, but who the hell knows what that means any anymore. Uh, shout out to Dwayne Dedman for stepping up in 13 minutes and getting nine rebounds. I thought that that was a really big contribution. Um, and I wouldn't worry about Bam. I know that everybody wants to see him dominate every single series, every single game. On nights when Jimmy's scoring 45, this team is not built for another guy to get 20 and 15. Like, it's just not that type of group. So um, I, I'm not concerned yet. Uh, but I do think that as we flip the page to the games in Atlanta and as we look further in the series, it is something to watch because obviously they need Bam Adebayo to be 100% as they get into the later rounds against the better teams. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the series shifting to Atlanta uh, and kind of put a bow on this game two victory for the Miami Heat, anything that we may have missed, um, and then look ahead to game three. But before we do, I want to tell you about one more of our great sponsors here at Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is Water Cleanup of Florida. If you're a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim dealing with water, mold, fire damage, if you're looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor, Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael Robert and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are third generation contractors in South Florida, so they continue to really focus on maintaining a sterling reputation. It's extremely important to them. Their objective is to, their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. They're a licensed building contractor. They provide A to Z one-stop shopping. If you're a busy homeowner, home buyer, flipping, uh, anything like that, you need um, somebody that is going to be available for you to do everything um, in terms of all of the different contractors and stuff like that. This is your guy. He can take care of you. Uh, they'll handle it all. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, that's 954-579-0356. Water cleanup of Florida. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. All right, so 2-0, Jimmy had a Jordan game. We're going to Atlanta. Um, I think the fans will they'll show up for game three. Um, they'll probably have some, some of, uh, you know, let's have some celebs in the first row for the nationally, nationally televised game. But the Hawks arena, if I, and Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a historian as I am um, with some of this stuff. The Hawks arena can turn into a heat arena quickly. And I'm interested to see how that plays out um, in, in this particular matchup. What are you looking for in game three, specifically from Miami to improve upon? And um, are you concerned at all that they would, um, like, I guess 
Do you think this is the type of series where they drop one on the road or are you getting sweep vibes from these first two games? Yeah, I was thinking about it kind of from the other side. I, I kind of expected or predicted that uh, this question was coming. So thinking from the Hawks side, it, it seemed like in this game, obviously the, the pace was a little higher. So they got more possessions. They also leaned into the three-point shot a little bit more. They shot a little bit better. That's what I would think I would do if I'm Nate McMillan. I really lean into the threes. Think about like when we were shorthanded for a lot of those games where we really leaned into getting up a, a certain amount of threes. And, and Norris talked about this yesterday, or actually today, I guess we should say, um, that Spo kind of has a plate of, I want this many shots from three, this many shots from mid, this many shots from the paint. And the Heat actually did that today. Almost exactly. Same amount of shots percentage-wise from three-point line. Almost exactly the same from mid. Almost Now, Nate McMillan's not Spo. No, we don't want to get it twisted here. But if I'm if I'm Nate McMillan, I'm saying, guys, you got to come out there and bomb. Trey's got a bomb. Bogdanovich's got a bomb. They just got to get up shots. And that can go one of two ways, right? It could go in, and the Heat could be in trouble. They could miss, and that's going to get the Heat in transition, and we're going to blow them out. So uh, that's what I would expect. I, I don't know. I, I think the Hawks are a resilient team. They put up a fight tonight. I think you're going to see early on in game three if they're going to continue to put up a fight. It could be a sweep if not. Uh, or maybe they push us to game five and it's, you know, it's always heat and five. So we get it done in the home court on, uh, you know, early next week. Exactly. Gentlemen's sweep is never a bad thing. I mean, we've, we've won championships that way. I say we, cause I will continue to always say we, cause that's just how I roll. Um, I, I'm kind of with you in that. Like I, I thought this was the game they had to steal cause they had it so close there at the end. Um, and when you had so many players on Miami side playing unevenly other than Jimmy, I felt like to my, from on Miami side to waste this Jimmy game would have been really deflating. So the Hawks, like, I feel like squandered an opportunity here when they cut it to three or four, whatever it was. You actually mentioned, I think the sequence earlier in the episode there, they, they were talking about wasting games. They wasted the Bogdanovich game. I don't know that he's going 12 of 18 again in this series. Although I kind of thought he'd give us trouble um, to start the series. I, Trey Young, this whole thing with him. Um, I had to listen to the Atlanta broadcast uh, for some of the so I didn't get the TNT broadcast. Those announcers think that the Miami Heat are literally their game plan is to go out and like Jordan rules Trey Young and like beat him, beat his ass until he like is injured. And it, that is not the case at all. They're completely biased. I think that in game three, we're going to end up seeing them get physical in maybe almost in a reckless way, if I can put it like that, um, because, you know, their, their lives are on the line. I feel like they, um, they took a punch. They took another punch. This game was in reach. And then it just, you know, the doors were blown off it at the end. So I feel like you're right. Like we're going to know in the first, I'd say nine minutes of game three, whether Atlanta wants to go to the Bahamas and see Timothy Bain and, and, and the homies in Nassau, or if they want to extend this series. So I'm interested there. Um, but again, uh, Sean, any final thoughts on game two, 115-105, again, for anyone who's joining the program late, uh, the Heat take a 2-0 series lead over the Atlanta Hawks, and uh, now the series will shift for a Friday night matchup in Atlanta. They are a 7 o'clock tip on ESPN Friday night. Uh, Sean, any final thoughts on game two? No, I think, you know, as the number one seed, you take care of business, and as uh, the godfather says, uh, what, a series doesn't start until the road team wins, right? So, Hasn't happened yet. Series hasn't started. Take care of business on Friday. And uh, 
you know, the other element is the Capella thing. I don't think you would rush him back for a Friday. I don't even know if he'll come back this weekend. If I'm Atlanta, I'm not rushing him back. But, it's you know, if point. he comes back later in the weekend, maybe it changes things a little bit with the rim protection. And I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's at this point, if we can take care of business on Friday, it's probably heat and four. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that way, too. I feel like um, like I may I fly home Sunday morning and game four is Sunday night. So maybe I'll fly home on a broom and that's how we'll do this thing uh, and uh, and and sweep Atlanta out of here. I, I'm nothing but positive stuff. There are a lot of playoff teams. As we go back through the years, and Sean, you can catalog some of this with me. We won't do it on this episode. There are a lot of games where if you told me that the team, um, you know, came out the way they did, got out-rebounded, didn't have a lot of guys in double figures initially, just kind of looked a little sluggish. Jimmy was carrying everything. There's a lot of seasons where that would have been like Dwayne Wade in 09 against the Celtics where he looks great, but he ain't winning much. So this is a completely different team. I think that um, it's healthy for all these guys to get punched in the mouth a couple of times throughout the course of these games. So all good things. The Miami Heat again win 115-105. Thank you for joining. Uh, we will have you covered the rest of the week. Um, I will be remote, but you'll have Ethan, Alex, and Brady at all the games. Thank you to Sean for joining us. And uh, we'll be back the rest of the week. And let's go heat. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.